Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a daily, seven days a week, short Bible study, about 13 minutes each day. But it gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. It also keeps us focused on a relationship with God and helps us to maintain a spiritual mindset that's more positive and helps us to be better able to deal with whatever life throws at us each day. Help people in your life. You know some who need to turn their lives around. They need to come to God. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. Your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, Share with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing it today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study that we've been looking at over the last several days, talking about how God wants to save all of mankind. Now, he's not going to do that against our will, and he's not going to do that in spite of our continued sinful lifestyles and our failure to repent and come to him through Jesus Christ. But we've asked the question, can God save a crook? Can God save a crook? Well, how about an adulterer or a wife beater or a rapist or an alcoholic or a liar or a homosexual or a murderer even or any other any other type of sinful lifestyle? Can God save a person in those various lifestyles? Yes, he can, if they will come to him through Jesus Christ. Repenting of their sins, confessing their faith in Christ openly as God's Son and their Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of their sins. God can save a crook. You see, the real question is, in the minds of a lot of people, can God save me? Are you holding back from surrendering to Christ, your Savior, because you think you're not good enough? Well, you're not good enough, but God loves you anyway. Jesus died for you anyway. Do you believe that you've done too much that has been too evil for God to forgive you? God can forgive all. Again, if we will come to him through Jesus Christ. Do you feel unworthy to be a Christian? None of us is worthy to be a Christian, but God wants us, he offers us the opportunity to become Christians anyway. Now, we looked at a whole host of sinful lifestyles. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. The works of the flesh. Ephesians 5, verses 3 through 7, characterized as the sons of disobedience. 1 Timothy 1, verses 9 through 11, those living contrary or in contradiction to the sound teachings of God's word. Romans 1, verses 28 through 32, those whom Paul says in their lifestyle right now deserve death. And yet all of these are included in the Lord's invitation when he says, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 29. 
God desires all men to be saved. And men is used generically there, all people. 1 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3 and verse 9. Jesus went to the cross to draw all men unto him. John 12 and verse 32. He tasted death for everyone. Hebrews 2 and verse 9. He's the, John, his cousin, saw him and, and proclaimed, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world or of the world. John 1 and verse 29. He died for all, the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 15. And Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. So these various lists that we have laid out for us in various letters written by inspiration, by the hand of the Apostle Paul, guided by God to write the very words that God wanted him to write, Yes, all of those, those guilty of the works of the flesh, those characterized as the sons of disobedience, those identified as living contrary to the true teachings of God's word, those whom Paul said are deserving of death, all of those can be forgiven. In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, Paul reminded the Christians who had been forgiven, who had been saved, who were in Christ, that before becoming Christians, some of them were living in those kinds of sinful lifestyles. He said, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified because they came to God for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him, and that would include obedience to him, should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. Do you see those all-inclusive terms again? For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 5 and verse 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Who? All of us. Yes, even for the worst of the worst. Jesus told the apostles as he was ready to ascend back to heaven after his death on the cross, burial in the tomb, and the resurrection from that grave. He told them to go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. In other words, to everybody. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. No restrictions on who had the right to believe and be baptized. Whoever would believe and be baptized, be obedient to Christ, coming to him for salvation as the Savior in that way, repenting of their sins, surrendering to him in baptism, the blood that is shed on the cross would cleanse them of their sins. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. That term whoever again is all inclusive. Now we have to come to him. We have to believe. We have to obey. But if we will, 
we can be saved. When Saul of Tarsus was blinded on the road to Damascus, being confronted by the Lord himself, he was on his way to Damascus to hunt down more Christians, bring them back to Jerusalem to stand trial, and perhaps vote for their execution. He had done that a number of times already. And the Lord confronted him. But Saul was not saved at that point. The Lord spoke to him and said, go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And then the Lord sent a man, a Christian man, Ananias, to go and teach Saul of Tarsus. Saul had been violent against the church. He was an enemy of Jesus Christ. But now he had been confronted by his Lord. When Paul was writing the letter to First Timothy, uh, the letter of First Timothy, he said in verses fifteen. In verse fifteen, this is this is a worthy saying. And this is a saying worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. The Apostle Paul at that point, he had long since become a Christian and become a gospel preacher and had been appointed divinely as an apostle of Jesus Christ. And still, he referred to himself in that particular verse of Scripture as the chief of sinners. When Ananias came to him in Acts 22 at verse 16, He said, why are you waiting? He's speaking to Saul before he became the Apostle Paul. Saul, the sinner, the enemy of Christ and Christianity. But he had been confronted by his Lord. Ananias had taught him the gospel of salvation. And he said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Even the chief of sinners could be forgiven and saved. And he wrote in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. He wrote in Romans 6, and verse 23, The wages of sin is death, but... The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Can God save you? Can God save your cousin who is living in wickedness? Can God save, and you can identify the person you're concerned about? Yes. Yes. God can, see, can save the chief of sinners. God can save a crook. God can save the worst of the worst. God can save you if you will come to him through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him as God's son and your Lord and Savior, and being baptized into him for the forgiveness of your sins.
Can we help you come to Christ? Can we help you come to him in that way? If you'll contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, click on the email link. You can contact us that way. We'd love to send you a free Bible study that will help you understand right from God's word what you need to do and help assure you that you can be forgiven and saved. You can call us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397, and we can talk with you, we can pray with you, we can send you that Bible study. If you're in the Omaha area, you can come and visit with us, study with us, grow spiritually with us, and learn God's plan for your salvation, no matter how bad you have been. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street in Omaha. And we're here Sunday mornings at 9.30, 10.30, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, and Wednesday evening at 6.30. We'd love to meet you, get to know you, and let you get to know us. God can save a crook. God can save the worst of the worst. God can save you. Let's pray. Father, you are all-powerful. You are merciful. You are gracious like no one on this earth. Help people to see their need to come to you and then help them to make up their minds to do exactly that for forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. We pray this, Father. Please forgive us. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.